Welcome again to Markham Baptist Church. We're still not in the building. Well, at least you're not. Uh, We're not able to welcome everyone here at 110 Church Street, but we're looking forward to that day. In the meantime, we hope you'll keep watching us on this YouTube channel and and hit the subscribe button. And uh, find us on Facebook and like us there as well. Today we have a number of people from our congregation leading in worship and participating in song and readings. Uh, Soa, Bill, and Victoria are all part of our service today, and the Serio family has some special music for us. We're glad that you're joining us on this spring day. Welcome to Markham Baptist Church. Let's hear these words calling us to worship today. The Spirit comes like a breath, bringing life to renew the people of God. The Spirit spreads like fire, bringing energy for witnessing to the love of Christ. And the Spirit of God comes to us to transform our lives by His living power. Let's pray together. Sacred breath, move through the places in which we live and unlock a song within each of your people. Breathe into us your hopes and dreams for a world that's filled with justice, with love and peace. For it's our prayer today and always, in Jesus' name, amen.
Psalm 104, verses 24 to 34. O Lord, how manifold are your works! In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Yonder is the sea, great and wide. Creeping things innumerable are there, living things both small and great. There go the ships and Leviathan that you formed to sport in it. These all look to you to give them their food in due season. When you give to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. May the glory of the Lord endure forever. May the Lord rejoice in his works. Who looks on the earth and it trembles, who touches the mountains and they smoke. I will sing to the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have being. May my meditation be pleasing to him, for I rejoice in the Lord. Please pray with me. In times of despair, we must find a place to go where we can be reminded that we are lovely and wonderfully made. The world is a dark, selfish place where many seek to extinguish the light that is given to us by the Holy Spirit. I want to walk as a child of that light, so I seek that quiet place where God speaks to my heart. And the Holy Spirit fills the vessel emptied by the cosmic darkness. The spiritual food of the Lord, the Word of God, prayer, silence, music, beauty, nature, fill me with the light of your love, Lord, so that I might glorify and serve you with all that is in me. Let the light that your love shine forth through my being to bring light to this world. Lord, touch us. Be with us. Carry us through these dark times. Lord, we pray for those in Minneapolis. We pray for those in Nova Scotia. We pray for those worldwide dealing with this pandemic. Lord, we thank you for the many blessings you have given to us and that you, without a doubt, continue to keep your promise that you will never leave us, that you will carry us through. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the gift of your son, and for the gift of the Holy Spirit that was sent down this Pentecostal Sunday as a reminder that you will always be with us, no matter where we are or what we might be in. Lord, we thank you for that gift. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The New Testament reading for today is the story of the day of Pentecost taken from the Acts of the Apostles chapter 2 verses 1 to 21. Acts chapter 2 verses 1 to 21 and I'm reading this morning from the New Revised Standard Version. Let us hear the Word of God. When the day of Pentecost had come 
they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my Spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What are some of the things that you can remember from the past. I'm, I'm not talking about what you had for lunch the other day. Of course, maybe you don't remember that either. But uh, do you remember uh, your first bike or bike ride? Do you remember um, maybe that first kiss even? Or your first day of class as you headed off to kindergarten or, or high school or university? What are some of the things you remember? I'm wondering if you remember what you were up to around say the middle of March this year. Uh, perhaps you were in school and heading off to March break. Perhaps uh, you and your family were heading off to uh, some cruise or vacation in warmer climates rather than staying back here in Toronto and enjoying the cold chill of March. Um, but I just wonder what you were up to then and what you remember about those days. Were you, were you visiting the grandkids? Were you having friends over? Were you going out for a meal and enjoying time at a restaurant? 
back March 15th, it was a Sunday, it was the last time we had a normal worship service here in our church building. And then everything seemed to change on a dime. Uh, we were no longer able to enter the building and have worship here. It was the last time we shook hands or embraced friends, perhaps. It was the last time we were able to relax and actually appreciate being close to one another before social distancing came into play. Maybe hearing all of that, you're a little envious of what we read in Acts chapter 2, because the very first verse of that portion of Scripture opens with these words. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. I used to skip over those words that uh, the physical reality, the, the description of what was going on is rather trivial in comparison at least to all the other things that were taking place that was gathering them together. I mean, here was a group of people who had witnessed Jesus' resurrection from the dead and from the grave. Here was a group of people who had listened to um, Jesus tell them to wait in Jerusalem for the gift of the Father. And so they had headed off to that upper room to wait for what was promised to them. And they waited with the expectation that uh, the first disciples of Jesus uh, were so familiar with, waiting. They devoted themselves to prayer. And uh, the fact was that life was full of uncertainty for them because Jesus was physically no longer with them. And so they waited they hoped, and they trusted. Welcome to Pentecost 30 AD. We can relate because our lives have been full of waiting these past two and a half months. Life for so many of you has been very uncertain. Things have changed on a dime. Life itself has changed for so many people we're waiting for the reopening of stores. We're waiting for a vaccine. We're waiting for things to get either back to normal or at least further along in our lives. I'm reading this passage differently today because the fact is that, well, we're yearning to have that physical proximity as well. They were physically all together in one place. Isn't that a dream? How we would love to see that as our reality once again. To be able to sit together in this church building and to sing songs of faith, to read the scripture side by side, to pass the elements of grace, the, the bread and the cup, and to share in communion together. To come together again. It means right now we're learning we're learning how to wait and how to hope and how to trust and how to stay apart. Of course, the waiting of those first disciples in Jerusalem was rewarded in dramatic fashion on that Pentecost day. I mean, it's described in Acts chapter 2 with these words. Suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them opportunity. Last weekend, 
the city parks here were filled with all kinds of people enjoying what seemed to be the first evidence of summer weather and beautiful sunshine. They gathered together closely, ignoring all the rules, no mask wearing, no social distancing. And the response was swift and clear, especially by healthcare workers who were saying they were so disappointed and they felt disrespected because here they are working every day to keep us safe and to keep us healthy and to care for those who are ill with the coronavirus. Doing all of that, they felt disrespected by the foolish response of the people in the crowds that day. What's this mean? What does it mean, us being so foolish at such a critical time, disrespecting others and being so self-centered one health expert who was being interviewed on radio said that it was due to isolation fatigue. In other words, he was describing how people are getting tired of doing what's expected of them, doing what's right and necessary. The question, what does this mean, was not only asked just last weekend, but it was asked on the lips of those who were part of that first day of Pentecost in 30 AD. What's it mean that all of this strange happen these strange happenings are going on in, in our midst? It was in Jerusalem when people began speaking in languages that were different but understandable by all other people. And what they were saying, they were sharing the deeds and power of God. What's it mean? to be amazed at the works of God in our midst? What's it mean to be able to understand one another? That was their question then. It meant that the Holy Spirit was involved, that God was front and center. It meant that the Spirit of Jesus Christ was the, among them as He is among us today too. And they were able to see miracles happening around them that perhaps would have been missed otherwise. Frederick Buechner, when talking about miracles, says this, A miracle is an event that strengthens faith. Faith in God is less apt to proceed from miracles than miracles from faith in God. In other words, no amount of miracles can change a person's mind if their heart is completely closed to God. Yet for those with an open heart, with an open mind, Perhaps once or even twice, or if we're lucky, three times in a lifetime, we will be able to see much more than what our physical eyes alone can see. We'll be able to see that what is happening in our world cannot be chalked down just to mere chance or circumstance or natural cause and effect. The American theologian, Jana Childers, in her commentary on this passage says this, many Christians have become accustomed to thinking of the Holy Spirit as more of a Hawaiian breeze than a Chicago gale. She says the Holy Spirit's power can actually be electric, atomic, and volcanic. Certainly it was that day when the disciples met in Jerusalem. And I wonder if it's still something that we can visualize? Is it a dream or can it be our reality too? Pentecost is often called the birthday of the church. It was very much a day when many new things were being birthed or born, when lagging spirits were revived, 
when Jesus' followers received a breath of new hope and anticipation. Jesus breathed life into their weary souls. It reminded them that the future was more open than it is closed. It birthed hope into a community that was desperate for signs that, that God was still present and active amongst them. Now, welcome to Pentecost 2020, where God's Spirit truly is active, alive, and present for us today. It revives our lagging spirits. It breathes new life into our lungs and our souls. It gives us the opportunity to come together, to come together perhaps more than we have ever been together in the past, and in a new way, in a dramatically different way. Perhaps we're together in understanding and patience, realizing that we aren't alone in this experience, but as the cliche goes, we're all together in it. We're together in that spirit of hope and encouragement. But are we growing in our willingness to be patient and to be encouraging one of another? Not just standing in the lines as you're heading into the grocery store or waiting for a prescription or for a bank teller, but are you experiencing and sharing that sense of patience that's required to help others? to bless someone else's life. God's also giving us the opportunity to come together and to share evidence of our faith when tempted to separate ourselves from, from church, from commitment, from the things that have kept us close to God before, just because we've grown weary. Recent surveys are finding that people are heading in one of two directions, two extremes during this time of, of COVID-19. Relationships, some of them are drawing closer, while other than others are feeling more fractured. Some are being more thoughtful around what they're eating in their diet, and others are stress eating. Some people are getting more active, while some less so. Some are growing more disciplined in their lifestyles, while others are engaging in, in more um, addictive behaviors. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, Paul has this word for the church. He says, don't grow weary in doing what's right, for we will reap at the harvest time. In other words, what we do now will have an effect, good or bad, on ourselves and others at some later time. He says, so then whenever you have the opportunity, let us work for the good of all, and especially for those of the family of faith. Pentecost 2020 gives us the opportunity to once again come together, to see that our future is far more open than it is closed, to see the possibilities of doing good, not just for ourselves, but for the benefit of others, and to see the blessings that can come to light because our eyes are open through our vision of Jesus Christ alive with us. Perhaps one of the other gifts of this time, says Catherine Schefferdecker, horrible as it has been, is this. It reminds us that, that nothing can replace seeing one another face to face. It reminds us, she says, of the gift of incarnational presence and community. As God's children, how are we to live in this world today? 
No matter how else you answer that question, Pentecost tells us that we're to live it together. Together, bound together by compassion, lifted up together through encouragement, and strengthened together in the faith. Making known together the mighty works of God, it will still lead some to amazement, and it will lead others to asking that question raised at Pentecost in 30 AD. What's all this mean? What does all this mean? What's it mean to you to be the recipient of this gift we call life? Because how you answer that question will change everything that happens to you and through you this day forward. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Lord of rain-soaked spring days and Sundays drenched with spirit, your spirit, we're grateful for reminders of your presence with us, nourishing our parched lives with your word and blessing. O creator of these days, continue to reveal your truth to us as we step forward in faith. Guide our steps along right paths and purposeful living. Blow upon us this day with the wind of life that your church would rise up and display to all the kindness and compassion the courageous leadership desperately needed today. We have seen at various times the, the bluster and might of nature, gusting and raging and changing the landscapes with each passing sweep of its force. And we pray that you'd change us too with the surge and flow of your mighty spirit. Rage upon our unrepentant ways and crash through all erected barriers to your will. Sweep away the grime of attitudes that, that leave little room for yours. Change the landscape of our hearts from hardness brought about by bitterness to tenderness birthed in your mercy and made possible through the forgiveness that you've gifted us with in our own lives. And too, we pray for justice in this world, O God, a justice that meets people who desperately need to be lifted up and, and reminded that they are of greater value than others give them credit for. Allow us to see that value in one another. Lord of Pentecost and gales of grace, breathe on us the renewal you and only you offer. Heal our land and bless persons who are suffering illness and challenges and fearful moments in life and bring to us, to all in the world around us, the possibility of a future aligned with you and, and tuned to the heart of the living Christ. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thanks for watching today. No matter where you are this week, may God meet you in your need and may you meet others in theirs with a word of kindness, with an opportunity to wait upon God, with a spirit of compassion, with that common language where you are able to express the joy of your faith. And because of that, may God grant you progress and joy in the faith today and every day. Amen.